1: Good afternoon, Cherries fans, and welcome to this latest show here on Up the Cherries in All Departments. Now, this is a very, very special preview show. Um, But before we get into that, of course, we are playing Liverpool on Sunday in the Premier League, a side managed by Jurgen Klopp, a side who have got a number of players out injured, and also at the African Cup of Nations. Is this the best time to play Liverpool? Well, let's find out. So, as I say, I've got a very special guest, and that special guest was a member of the band The Farm. They released a number of hit singles, are still doing festivals around the UK, and do have a new song coming out very, very soon. It is a pleasure to welcome on to Up The Cherries in all departments, The Farm frontman, Peter Hooten. Welcome to the show, Peter. How are you doing?
2: I'm okay, thanks. Yeah, uh, got the January blues. But, yes, uh, that's due to lack of football, probably. You know, I know it's it's been crazy.
1: We've had not had a game for a couple of weeks now since yeah. we beat QPR in the FA Cup, and um, it's it's just strange, isn't it? Because normally January, you know, in other seasons. Has been quite a busy period, but um, yeah. because of the African Cup of Nations, which I'm sure we'll come on to, it's been a little bit quieter. But thank you so much for joining us on this show, Peter. And it'll be great to speak to you about The Farm, one of my favourite bands back in the day. Um, so let's start off from the very beginning. Um, and firstly, a Liverpool question. Yeah. But what were your earliest memories of supporting the club?
2: Uh, probably going to my uh, granddad's Who used to live More or less opposite the ground You know uh, And my dad uh, was brought up there So when we were visiting there You know, I just remember crowds And, and you know uh, I, met, I always distinctly remember And it was only A few hundred yards from the ground But it wasn't restricted parking then. So me nan had put out um, Like a set of ladders where my dad's parking space was for the match, you know. Yeah. And I remember that. And if anyone uh, tried to park there, you know, it was uh, all hell let loose, you know. <laughs> but, you know, obviously all that area now is all restricted parking, you know, yes. uh, parking permits. But So that would be going back to the 60s, really, when I was growing up. And I always remember um, going down from my me, me nan's house to the main road, to Meet me, dad coming back from the match, you know, and thousands of people passing me, you know. And I, I must have only been about four or five, you'd never never let four or five year old out nowadays, would you? No, it's, it's like that, but but you know, that seems to happen in, in those days, you know. But um, so they were my earliest memories, yeah.
1: One question I did want to ask you, if you don't mind answering it, um, is one of the darkest days for Liverpool and the whole of football was in 1989, uh, where 97 Liverpool fans passed away at Hillsborough. You've been forefront of the campaign for proper justice for all the victims. If you don't mind me asking, what were your memories, firstly, of that day do you feel that we're finally seeing justice, and how much more needs to be done for the families?
2: It's a it's a massive massive question, and it's really it took me ten years to talk about Hillsborough because mm-hmm. of what I witnessed on the day. Yeah. It just triggered you know emotion, and I couldn't you know deal with it. And I wrote something for the Guardian, uh, and that was sort of like sort of like it was you know uh, me getting it all out. You know really, yeah. but uh, it changed football. The reason the Premier League is, is today is because of Hillsborough. Now, you've got to remember that, you know, football fans, as I was saying before, were treated like cattle uh, in those days. You know, they had fences up. Everything was about prevention. It wasn't yeah. about uh, anything else. It was about prevention. Prevent them doing this, prevent them doing that. Uh, that day was particularly chaotic. Now, obviously, I've been to lots of football matches and i am seeing. Large crowds outside football grounds, but for some reason there seemed to be a lack of organisation that day. I mean, we'd had the same fixture the year before,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Not Forest versus Liverpool. We had the small end, of Leppings Lane, Forest at the cop, the big end, you know. Yeah, and, we, and it happened again, and people were going, "Oh no, we've got the small end again," you know. And people realised Liverpool's got much bigger support than, than Forest, but we couldn't comprehend it. But it was. a down to police recommendations because of motorway traffic. But, you know, we all come across the Snake Pass in cars, yeah. me and my friends. And the first end you come to is the cop. It's by, you know, so Anyway, we got to the ground and it was, I didn't want to go into the melee because I thought, I just don't like, I'm not comfortable in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it got to about uh, 10 to 3 maybe. So I thought, I better try and get in, you know, and it was chaos, there was no queuing system, and you've seen that footage of the crowds outside. And how and why it broke down uh, is another another theory. Um, somebody had been um, taken off the job, uh, inspect uh, Chief Superintendent Mole, yeah. being disciplined a few weeks before, and he, he'd been in charge of the game the year before. He was experienced. Took and field are being promoted over other people's uh, heads. Mm-hmm. And he was top, he was he was the bit and fast tracked by the top brass to be, you know, um to be the main man in, in, in South Yorkshire, you know. Uh so there's all sorts of theories, you know, about what happens. But well, I me mean, my general from what I've evidence have gathered over the years is that uh, people who didn't like Duck and Field, which was mostly South Yorkshire police on the ground, just folded their arms and said, you know, he'll never do another match again. And, he, you know, there's all sorts of reports about Duck and Field looking for a, what do we do now? What do we do now? And everyone was like sitting on their hands, you know, waiting for him, not, not expecting people to die, of course. Mm-hmm. One thing is, everybody knew that was a terrible end. Every football fan was uncomfortable in that end because it was too packed. Usually, even at, even at the capacity that they said, which was uh, the green book, the green guide, uh, the capacity, you know, was wrong anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, what the capacity they had it should have been less, you know. And they had a slope in the tunnel to the terracing. That was because of ibrocks because they thought the only time people will die when they're going out. So they had the slope going onto the terracing. So when people were going out, it was but obviously these all contributed to... Uh, so when he opened the gates, Duchenfield, nobody shut the middle gate. And so people just headed towards the tunnel, which was okay. to a death trap, you know? And um, I was in the stands that day. Uh, and when I got in, we were pleading with the police, you know, you've got to open the gates, you know, it, someone's going to die outside, you know? Because, they just, as far as we were concerned, they just, you know, they've just decided he will never do another match again. You know I, know, I know that's, you'll never, ever prove that. But um uh, Channel 4 did a program, or sorry, a, a news report just after the inquest in 2016. Yeah. And it was Alex Thompson. And it, it's hard to find it, but you can get it. And he went to um interview uh, Moles second-in-command who'd been taking off duties as well, and Emola said Brian Moe predicted what was going to happen and didn't want to be at mm-hmm. the ground. And Alex said, why? Did, what do you mean he predicted what? He said, well, you know, this fella's, you know, he's a prat. He doesn't listen to anyone. This duck and field. he doesn't know what's going on. And you know, and a lot of the staff felt the same. That tells you everything, doesn't it? Well, you know, exactly. That tells you everything that the uh, Hamilton Road. It was the local police station. Mm-hmm. They were all loyal to Brian Moe. He wanted him back. So they didn't want Duck and Field to have a success that day. He wanted him out, you know, and never do a match again. You'd never ever prove that, you know, because but that's that's I like, that's what I think in reality is what happened, you know. Otherwise, it couldn't have been that chaotic, you know, that someone opens a gate and lets 2,000 people go in and go into an already overpacked central pens when the side pens were empty, you know. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that's deliberate, but yeah. what I'm saying is Field didn't know you should shut the middle tunnel and fill the sides up. Uh, other police on the day did. Well, why didn't they tell them that? You know, so I think for me, justice was the inquests because it proved in a, the longest inquest in British history um, that, you know, who was to blame? South mm-hmm. Yorkshire police were to blame. The yeah. field was primarily to, to blame, but other police were to blame as well. But not one policeman spent one night in a cell over this. Well, just mm-hmm. imagine if it was the other way around, and 97 policemen had died. You know, it, it, it'd still be in jail now, wouldn't he? People who caused it. You know, it's just it's it's very 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 upsetting talking about it. But what we've got. You know, it took the deaths of those people you see the Premier League now and how safe it is and all sorts of yeah. stadiums. I mean, I, I agree with safe standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is safe standing, you know. Yeah. You know, but um unfortunately, it was because of that tragedy, you know. Uh, and I can talk about it now. Uh, I still get upset sometimes when I see images and but I don't think, you know, obviously, I think you'd have to talk to the families whether they think justice. I don't think many of them do. Uh, but as a supporter there on the day, my justice was get it in law that Liverpool yeah. fans were not to blame. You know, but as I say, it's there's been, you know, Jochen was retired on a full police pension. You know, and he's probably uh, still playing golf.
1: It's <laughs> to be honest, I can't ever comprehend what it was like being there that day. Um, you know. Sp- Seen the pictures on TV, Um the lies that of course come out afterwards. Um You know, I don't even want to mention. You know, the particular paper on the show. Um, this, this
2: article I wrote was called "Heroes," mm-hmm. because on that day, Liverpool fans were unbelievable. Yeah, and, um, <clears throat> I was in the stands, so I wasn't one of them. I did go onto the pitch. And that actually, line of police, you know, why why can't you get first aid? And said, we're waiting for instructions. They couldn't break ranks. They were there to stop a pitch invasion, you know, because that's what Duck and Field told people was happening. You know, um, mm-hmm. but people were given CPR, and there was, oh, and they were the ingenuity getting the getting the advertising horns, and t- and in the end. The forest fans and the cop, after saying, you know, you scouts bastards and singing, thinking it was a pitch invasion, they were all clapping. The whole end was clapping because Liverpool fans initiated the rescue operation. It was simple as that. That's what's so upsetting about certain newspapers' uh, depiction of it, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things that, you know, should never have happened. Hopefully, it will never ever happen again. Um, but why it's happened, I'm completely in agreement with you. It was the police, you know, that managed it terribly.
2: Yeah, and if it well, wasn't Justice Taylor, hmm? uh, just Taylor in August 1989 came to that conclusion hmm. within a few months. Well, you know, then the narrative from newspapers and various you know politicians you know kept on the kept on the lies going you know and it was very difficult but that's why I say the inquest was so important because a jury had nearly you know 18 months of evidence and everything they picked out every person in the mm-hmm. crowd what time they came into the ground where they were when they uh, they were crushed to death and they picked out everyone. You know, and it wasn't um, you know all this stuff about uh, ticketless fans. And that. on the day, there wasn't that much demand for tickets because it was a it was it was exactly the same match as the year before. Yeah, I know some of the touts and they were saying it's on the floor, like no one's, in, you know, they couldn't get the so, so all this idea, and they actually they actually pinpointed everyone in that end, and the capacity of the Leppings Lane was ten thousand one hundred. And every count that they did on the turnstiles and also on photographic evidence counting each head was less than capacity. The problem was they were all, most of them were in the middle pens. Yeah.
1: And like I say, you know, I've been to Hillsborough, you know, of course it's completely different because it's all seating now, but it's still that very, very narrow entrance. Yeah. You know, and. Personally, I still think to this day that the stadium needs changing. Yeah, yeah. To this day, um, because that that entrance is not safe. No. Um, but if you imagine, I, I can't. Well, I can't imagine, to be honest, what happened that day. And you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, justice will be served properly for all those people that lost their lives. You know, I know so much has been done, um, but my opinion is so much more, you know, could be done yeah. to help those
2: families because yeah, you I can't think bring those people back. Genuine football fans think, you know, you've got to ignore the idiots on Twitter. <clears throat> genuine football fans, you know, all across the country know how football fans were treated in them days, you know. So people even pleading, let me out the pen, you know, mm. getting pushed back, you know, it's like horrendous, you know. Horrendous. But anyway.
1: Well, what we'll do is we'll move on to yeah. this weekend's game. And of course, um, Liverpool are sitting pretty at the top of the Premier League at the moment, um, yeah. and doing very, very well. Um I think there is some.
2: After well, last season, it's a big surprise to everyone. Well,
1: you know what? I actually predicted at the start of this season that I think Liverpool was going to be very close to the title. Mm. But, um, you know, did I expect Liverpool to be in the lead at this time? I probably expected Manchester City probably to yeah. run yeah. away with it, as you can expect. But Jurgen Klopp has... Completely turned it around, yeah. yeah. And you know, is an absolutely fantastic manager. But this is a month that I've kind of pinpointed that Liverpool might struggle in because of the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. How much of a loss do you think the players going to Afghanistan is?
2: Yeah, it's 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 a massive loss. You know, when you lose your best player, like your most you know potent. Uh, strike striker. You know, it's a big loss, you know, but I'm hoping other players who are underperformed, like Nunes, will, mm-hmm. you know will, you know, come to the fore now, you know. And and Tiaz has played the last couple of games, he's done a lot better. But I'm looking to Nunes as like someone who's great at creating stuff but not putting the ball in the back of the net at the moment because obviously as strikers, it's all about um Confidence, isn't it? And you know, you see what Slanky's doing for you, for you. Yeah. And well, he, he couldn't, he couldn't score to save his life, hardly at Anfield, you know. But so it's, it's, it's situations and times and places, isn't it? You know. So I'm hoping that Nunes is great on assists and he's great at creating stuff. But he's just going to find the back of the net when he, when he's not thinking about it, he will do. When he's got time to think, that's when he starts panicking a bit, you know. So. Yeah, but losing Salah is a massive loss, you know, because he was, he was pretty handy against Bournemouth, wasn't he? Yes, yes, <laughs> he was.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, no doubt we will we'll come to last season's game at Anfield in a moment, you know, because I'm sure you'll quite enjoy talking about that one. But uh, Darwin Nunes scored a fantastic goal, didn't he? Um, in the Carabao Cup tie that we had, yeah. Um, Outstanding, wasn't it? Really? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And you see, that's the thing when he he was cutting in and he didn't have time to think, mm-hmm. and he just wellied it to me, and it was like you know, like a brilliant goal. And he's got yeah. that in. His, but when he's one on one with a goalkeeper, I think that's when he starts to panic. Or when it's a easy chance in the six yard box, he he just snatches at it, you know. But hopefully, he can improve, you know. And uh, uh, but you know, I think he's he's a crowd favorite. But that's for people who go the match. They can see what he does. You can't always see it on the television. You know, he's all, he's forever getting caught offside. Because that's because he's doing so many runs to try and split defences. You know?
0: Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Well, of course, Liverpool did make some decent signings, actually, um, in in the summer. But, you know, not many of them. Um, Of course, Alexis McAllister come from Brighton. Of course, yes. He got sent off in the subsequent match at Anfield this season. Um Bozalai, Endo and Graven Birch. Yeah. What did you make of the business? What, when it happened, what did you make of the business um at Anfield?
2: Well, I, you know, getting McCaster and Lie, I was made up because they're yeah. you know both young players with loads of potential, but and also proven, you mm-hmm. know, proven players. I mean Soversly was twenty and he was the he was the captain of Hungary. Yeah. So got, you know, if you're the captain of Hungary at that age, you've got to be, you know, you've got you've got to be brilliant, haven't you, really, you know, and, uh, but I loved McAllister and they were a cop And I thought, you know, he's a brilliant sign. And, it's, you know, obviously there was a lot of, you know, Liverpool fans on Twitter is not reflective of like Liverpool fans. Yeah. who go all the matches. So everyone's calling FSG for everything and, why aren't we signing this? Why aren't we signing that? You know, people don't really talk like that. at The match You go, to the match you know, and people are quite happy. If Klopp's happy, we're happy. That's the that's 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 what people say. Now, obviously, we were we were in for Casado and everything. The uh, people on the internet were saying, "Ah, oh, that's a, that's a con. They never had the money. It's just because they knew he wanted to go to Chelsea." Uh, but you know, they put the offer in. And I think he'd be, you know, if he'd been playing for Liverpool, he wouldn't be having the nightmare he's having at Chelsea, really. Because Klopp wanted him. He he would have moulded him into uh, the player he wanted. But Endo has done fantastic, you know. Yeah. I mean, once again, he's the captain of Japan. But people are judging him on, oh, he was only 15 million. You know, he wasn't 115. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? You know, but... You know, I think um, he's he's done very well, and we are lo- losing him to the uh, eight, the Asian Cup. You know, so that that's a big blow. But I think we've got a fairly healthy squad mm-hmm. uh, in terms. I mean, obviously to lose both left backs is a big blow. But yeah. Gomez is doing a good job there. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean we're gonna miss we're gonna miss Trent. You know, we're gonna miss Trent. He's out for a few weeks. You know, and he's he's been the playmaker, and he's he you know he opens up defenses. Well, hopefully, McAllister can do you some damage on uh, on Sunday.
1: Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not from our perspective. But I remember going on a Liverpool show, you know, and for the first game, and of course, Endo was mentioned, and they were really unhappy with him, yeah. you know, with the signing. I thought, you know. I think that's quite a sensible bit of business. Yeah. You know, it's somebody with experience. It's somebody who, you know, can come into the side. And, you know, it's somebody that Jurgen Klopp wants. Yeah. And he's hardly ever wrong, is he?
2: Well, no, I mean, you know, he's, he's doing great in the transfer market, you know. And, uh, you know, Endo, another one, he's captain of Japan. You can't be a bad player if you're captain of Japan, you know. It's just, you know, but people, as I say, people judge things on, uh, are we, no one else was in for him, you know. Everyone was in for though you know. Or, so we can't, you know. We're, we're going for second best, but I think people have been pleasantly surprised in the last few games. It took him a while to get up to the to the pace of the Premier League. Yeah. Um, so he was blooded in the Europa and the League Cup, and that. But now, you know, if he was available, he'd be starting most Premier League games. I think.
1: With the squad as it is at the moment, Peter, do you feel that the side have got enough to actually, you know, without any additions, have got enough to actually either, A, push Manchester City, because they're going to always come back into it. You know, they're a very, very good side. They've spent millions and millions and millions and millions. Yeah. Um, that's why they've got 115 charges against them. But yeah. do, you, <laughs> do you feel that the side have got enough to compete for the title this season as it stands?
2: Uh we're ahead of schedule, definitely. Yeah. I mean you know, this was supposed to be the building year, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. I think, you know, obviously when you see De Bruyne coming on the other night and and, you know, City might draw that game if he doesn't come on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's gonna be very, very difficult. And it'll it'll mean some of the squad players have got to, you know, step up, you know, especially when uh, our star players are missing you know like the likes of Salah so it all depends um, we've got a great defensive record so hopefully that will hold and Van Dijk's back to like you know to what he was a few years ago you know before his injury so with a defensive record like we've had in the first part of the season we've got a chance but we all know that City are this machine aren't they and I'd yeah. hate it to go to the last game again where you know they need a draw and we need to win. It's happened so many times, and you know, you know, uh, it's going to be very difficult. Very difficult. But no one's won uh, the league four times on the run after, you know. No. And um, so I'm me. I'm just fingers crossed that we can challenge. And it's up to teams to have a go at City because they've, they've it's been proven they are vulnerable more yeah. so this season anyway. Uh, but team like Newcastle. You know, they went ahead and then sat back and said, "Like, you know, you know, you you, you can't you can't like do that against City because they're just going to wear you down, and they're just going to get that killer pass, and they're just you know, I mean that that goal, no one saw that coming to be the, the winner at Newcastle. No. It was a bit of magic from obviously the the pass wasn't really on, was it? And then a brilliant, uh, brilliant bit of skill um at the end of it, you know, and I think. It's going to be hard, you know, but I mean, I'm just glad that we're in the, you know, we're not mid-table, you know. I mean, and we, we thought this year we'd, if we, if we won maybe a cup or something and qualify for the Champions League again, that's progress, you know. So we're ahead of schedule, so fingers crossed we can, we can do it, but, you know, yeah. I think uh, the Sunday's game will be an acid test with so many players missing, you know. To be honest, I'm optimistic
1: for Liverpool because I'm just, you know, having a look at, you know, the teams that you've beaten this season and the teams that you failed to beat. Yeah. You know, apart from Brighton, and really they are a very, very good side, Brighton yeah. um, and Luton, everybody else that you haven't got three points against are in the top, you, the, the top six teams. Yeah, yeah. It's the top six teams, really. The likes of Chelsea. Manchester City, of course, a very, very good one-all draw at the Etihad. Um, We play
2: play them in a few weeks, so that's going to be a massive game, you know. Yeah. If we can can beat them at Anfield,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, uh, we've got a chance. We've got a chance. Yeah, definitely.
1: What do you feel has changed from last season? Do you feel that it's just the... The players that Klopp has added or do you feel that, you know, it's a difference in style?
2: We've got legs in midfield. Uh, I mean, Henderson and Fabinho were, you know, they were in the 30s. Yeah. Gone for the quadruple the year before. They are probably exhausted as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and they just run out of steam. And, um, you know, I, th- I was reluctant to see them go but they decided they wanted to go. And, yeah, uh, had the, um, these aces up his sleeve, you know. I mean, yeah. Sabotai's first half of the season was fantastic. He, he's probably he's got this injury, um, uh, hamstring, but he was just going off the boil a little bit. So hopefully this will reinvigorate him, you know. Uh, McAllister, um, he's been in and out through injury, but yeah, I think I mean it's people like Curtis Jones that we're relying upon now. Homegrown player who's done fantastically well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and Elliot even, uh, yeah, really good, you know. So, yeah, um, you know, I think, um, uh, I think it was we lacked legs last year, and I think Van Dyke wasn't at his best either, you know. Uh, Kanate, I mean, Matip is injured now, but Kanate and Van Dyke, and a new like Kwanzai, I don't know if you've seen him, but yeah. He's homegrown academy, he's absolutely, he's a Rolls Royce. He's absolutely brilliant, you know. Um, He's fantastic. So maybe, I think they'd be looking to strengthen there, you know, whether it's in the January or the summer window, because Matip, you know, uh, is at the end of his deal. His ACL injury, which is, you know, you never know if people are going to recover from that. Uh, So, yeah. So I expect him to still strengthen. Uh, Maybe not in the January window, though, I don't know.
1: Well, you are still going after a quadruple. So, of course, the Premier League, FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, and yeah. of course the Europa League. So, you're in four competitions. Yeah. Could
2: you do that? Yeah. Well, we could, but I don't think we will. <laughs> you know, I don't think we will. You know, I think, I think as I say, people would be happy if we won a couple of. You know, the Europa League looks like, you know, it's it's. It's the one Klopp hasn't won, you know. We've beaten spiceville his first season, you know. But um yeah, I think he'd he'd really cherish that, you know. Um, you know, League Cup or FA Cup, another one of them. And if we get into the Champions League, now obviously it'd be icing on the cake if we challenge City and were there or thereabouts. But you know, I hate doing predictions, you know.
1: Nah, no, fair enough. Um, surely the Prem's got to be the priority there.
2: I think so, yeah. I think so, but you know yeah I think it is I think it is uh, we have to wait and see what happens you know but as I say this match against Bournemouth you know uh, you've you caused us problems in the past yeah and your form team is in the top five aren't you of a form team
1: we are yes and, and so em- I
2: wouldn't bet against Sri Lanka <laughs> 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 always happens doesn't it you know
1: Well, he is on fire, of course. There is a lot of talk about him leaving. Um, However, I'm pretty sure that Bill Foley is going to keep him at the club. But how impressed are you with Iriola? Considering, you know, sorry to mention him again, just bring him up. But we got beat by Everton 3-0 at Goodison. They were poor. We were just worse you yeah. know there's no everton fan that can say they played well that day because they didn't no. um but we were absolutely terrible but since that day you yeah. know things have just picked up
2: yeah, yeah how impressed are you from from what I've seen and i you know won't, won't say i've seen a lot of Bournemouth, but when i've they play with a bit of freedom i think don't they yeah they play with a bit of freedom and um you know in a way the same way as brighton were playing over the last few seasons of like you know where the underdogs will come on let's have it, you know, let's see if we can, yeah. you know, and that, that seems to be what's happening, you know, because people don't expect them to do well. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like a reverse psychology, isn't it? It's the yeah. same, you know, and I think that's what's happening, you know, and the very fact that, you know, you probably your wage bill's right down at the bottom of the Premier League, but you, you know, you're sitting in the middle of the Premier League, aren't you? And yeah. You, and you're, in the top five of four, last five games is
1: it i think yeah yeah apart from the spurs defeat which was the last time out in the premier yeah. league which was at the back end of last season uh, not the back end of last season back end of last year yeah. um to be honest it feels so long ago now peter That you know yeah. <laughs> it's at age. um but yeah apart from that you know we've been in fantastic form absolutely yeah. fantastic form but you did say that we do seem to cause Liverpool problems, and you know that it can be t- quite true. Apart from that game, I was there at Anfield. That game, Um what did you make of that? Nine nil. You have to laugh about it now.
2: It's just a bizarre. It's just one of those games that happens, you know, once in a lifetime. No, it's happened a few times at Anfield for me, you know. But I think we beat Crystal Palace once nine nil as well. Did we? I think mm-hmm. you know and. Yeah, it was just one of those games where everything went wrong for Bournemouth. I, I wouldn't really read, read too much into it. You know, I think it was, you know, everyone thought Liverpool are back on, on on blob, but it proved that it, it wasn't. It was, it was a, a false dawn, really, you know.
1: I put a lot of it down to Scott Parker, to be honest, going too defensively. And, you know, we just let Liverpool just pass, 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 pass. Scott
2: yeah, yeah. you
1: can't do that. that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, So I'm sure Iriola will be going with the more pressing style, yeah. a little bit more direct, which has got the, the results, actually, yeah. recently. Um, you know, I think at the start of the season and going back to that Everton game, you know, we was passing way too much. Yeah. Um, we was keeping control of possession, but we was making stupid mistakes because yeah, you yeah. pass it around at the back, you know, we're not
2: you've Arsenal. Got, you've got to have the players to do that, haven't you? you know. Yeah, you've exactly. I mean, sometimes it, it is a case of, you know, you know, I know I know it's great to see every team trying it, but sometimes you've just got to you've just gotta put the laces through it, I mean. Yeah yeah you know, it, it all depends on the situation doesn't it you know i mean when when uh when allison first came he was flicking the ball over the over the heads remember yeah you remember that And like trying to do Cruyff turns in his own <laughs> box i think he's learned from that you know?
1: yeah definitely definitely well i know you said you don't like to make predictions but i ask Every special guest that comes oh. on this show to make a prediction about this game. Um, mm. Go on, Peter.
2: What uh, do you reckon? Ah, go for two one to Liverpool.
1: Two one to Liverpool. Yeah,
2: I mean that's the same as the League the League Cup, wasn't it? I think. Was it? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. It was the same as the League Cup, but I don't think. I think you. I think Bournemouth will score. I think you will. You know. I
1: thought well, we played well. In that League Cup game, yep. the weather was atrocious, mind, but you know, oh, yeah. it was really, really bad weather that day. Um, but I did say, you know, at the start of this week, I think we might be able to get a result. I did yep. say two one. Um, a lot of that is down to injuries and also the African Cup of Nations as yep. well. So I'm gonna stick with two one. So yep. yeah, mirror your score, but just the other way.
2: Yeah, um, that's your prerogative.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully, fingers crossed. But you know, I I really do want Liverpool to walk away with the title this season. You know, it would be again.
2: Well, I think monopoly. I think most football fans. I mean, you know, I know, I know, you can't get you Mm. can't get a barometer from Twitter because of. I mean, lots of Liverpool fans on Twitter annoy me. You know, yes, yes, but the borough Br- city really needs to be challenged, don't they? And we don't want it to be a total monopoly like it is in Scotland or you know, mm-hmm. or the Bundesliga. I think if they won it four times, you know, so we should be every neutrals, you know, uh, hope really, you know.
1: Excellent. Well, fingers crossed for you, Peter. And just before I let you go, um, please, please, please. Do tell everybody where they can find the new single.
2: Yeah, the new single will be available on um, pre-save on Spotify, Amazon Music, you know, all the usual usual streaming services. And hopefully if we get an album out later in the year, there will be physical content as well, you know, physical vinyl and CDs and that type of thing. But all, yeah, and go on to my Twitter or the Farm's Facebook page or the Farm's Twitter, and there's a pre-save link there. Uh, and it will be out on february first and hopefully you might have heard it on the radio then but it is a really uplifting tune i'm really pleased with it you know and everyone who's heard it is you know is really pleased with it you know and i think um i think paul Weller said it was a banger excellent
1: <laughs> excellent well i know it is what you need to do guys go down in the description below and go and buy it now go and buy it now
2: so Peter, well, it's on um, streaming, Pat. So if you've oh, got to yes. buy pre You're not actually back. You've already bought <laughs> it. That's why. Yeah. You've got to <laughs> <play>.
1: <laughs> there we are. I'm showing my age there. You know, I always say, yeah. yeah, yeah, go buy it now. Go buy it. Somebody else said that to me. And yeah, I was right. like, yeah, go buy it. And of course, it's all streaming now, isn't it? So, but yeah, go stream it, guys, on yeah. the 1st of February. But Peter, honestly. Thanks, absolute pleasure to have you on all the very very best to yourself the farm and you know do pass on my best wishes to the rest of the band and look forward to speaking to you very soon mate
2: been a pleasure thank you thanks Thanks so much thank you
1: And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this show. Remember to hit the like, the subscribe, the bell button below to be alerted to any new videos we do here on Up the Cherries in all departments. Please do check out all of our other interviews as well that we've done throughout the years. We had Ocean Colour Scenes' Damon Minchella on this show. Also, Professor Brian Cox, Nick Owen, amongst many others, Stephen Rodri. So do check out all of those. The games might have been played, but the interviews still remain. So do go listen to them. But until the next video, up the cherries. We'll see you in the next one. And let's hope for three points on Sunday.